Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. We are back after uh, about like a two-week break. We haven't had a show, so we're back with a big a big show tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking some fantasy football and some, some news about the show going forward. Um, I'm joined by Brendan O'Donnell tonight. How are we, Brendan? How are you, Ryan? Uh, how is everyone? Um, going to talk about Fantasy League tonight. Going to talk some sleepers, some advice. And hopefully make a couple of you guys laugh. So, so uh, bef- before we get into the fantasy, though, today uh, some big sports news came out. Where Patrick Mahomes signed a 10-year, $503 million contract, $477 million guaranteed. So kind of just wanted to get your thoughts on that signing and uh, what it means for the quarterback market going forward, I guess. So, obviously, this isn't a contract we've ever seen in football. Um, that type, 10 years, that type of money is usually just done in baseball. Like, I, I don't know exactly what Mike Trout's contract was, but I know it was closer to that. Um, but I honestly think that it's worth every penny. Yeah. I mean, like, a guy like that, is, you got to... Yeah. If if someone if the Chiefs weren't giving him that contract, someone else someone yeah, else you kind you kind of so. have to, and I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, but he's the I'm guy. In, he's, I'm intrigued he's though to see going league. forward, going forward, like how they can keep that together, like because Kelsey will be due probably soon. Tyreek, we'll see yeah, what happens. Uh, Sammy Watkins. I mean, they just drafted Hilaire, so that he'll be on a cheap deal. But I mean, going forward, keeping the rest of the roster. I mean, that's the one thing with Brady. Brady always could have had a big deal, but he always, yeah, he would always find ways to make sure his cap hit wasn't as big in order to keep the guys around them. Yeah, I don't know. Like for example, with the Seahawks, they won, and they were great when Russell Wilson didn't get that huge contract yeah. because they could just build the defense and everything. And I know, like, even with the Eagles before, they were really good before Wentz got the big contract. So I'll, sometimes it doesn't – the teams don't have as much success when the yeah. uh, quarterback gets a big contract. So we'll see. But you have to pay him. He's the face of the league, and he already got them a Super Bowl. So Yeah. Another thing is with it, like, with a guy getting a contract, like, that big, like, you could, like, hear in, like, the locker room and stuff some people, like, questioning it and whatnot. But I think, like, with the Chiefs, like, and throughout the whole NFL, like, everyone thinks, like, he was deserving of that money. Like, no one's really going to be complaining about that. And, like, I just have never really heard a bad thing about Mahomes, and it seems like he's universally loved. And it seems like the Chiefs, all his teammates, whatnot, are happy that he got that big payday. Yeah, I agree uh, with everything you just said. Uh, He's the guy, so we'll see. Did you know – did you know – that McNabb actually got a 12-year deal back in 2002. I saw that today. Yeah. 12? Yeah, 12-year deal. Do you know how much? I don't know how much it was, but it was, like, that was the longest contract, like, in the NFL history, like. Yeah, I feel like in football, you usually usually don't see it past, like, six six years, so. Yeah. I think him and and Andy are going to get a couple more together. Oh, yeah, I'm. I fully expect this to be the next run of uh, success throughout the league. Yeah. But, all right, we'll move on to our big news. Um, this this year, the Beef Up Front podcast, Beef Up Front family, will be partnering with the Stella League, which is a fantasy league from uh, Upper Moreland High School, I guess, alumni now. 
Uh, it's a 16-team league, and Brendan is an honorary member of the league. So we're going to try and, like, throughout the year, maybe do some shows or write some previews of, like, some matchups and try to add a little more comedy, I guess, to it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, like, all fun and games, like, with friends and stuff, but it gets, like, competitive, too. So Brendan's going to kind of uh, run us through the league, the managers, and kind of maybe some stuff to look out for uh, prior to the draft this year. All right, thanks, Rat. Um, so our league, we've been doing it for years. We keep the player drafts. We add another one. It's been pretty consistent. Um, we're super competitive with it. Uh, there's lots of drama in every league. There's lots of drama, but ours especially because there's a, which is a lot different than most leagues because we have 16 people. And when I say we have 16 people, people are like, "What? How does that work? It's ridiculous. It's way too many." But it's actually really fun. It's just like more friends in it um the waiver wire gets like skinnier and skinnier and it, it makes it more competitive and it makes you makes the waiver wire super important so i like how it is um i understand that some people might not like it like that but that's how we are so all right you want to run us through the um the managers yeah so um our first so i'm gonna go in order of the draft because we already did the draft order um which was no con- no controversies this year, which was good. We usually have some issue about something. But so our first, the first over pick is going to be Jordan Holmes. Um, he doesn't he doesn't have a. It's also a keeper league. I forgot to mention that. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, he 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 has no keeper planned right now. Uh, so he struggled throughout the league. Uh, his first four seasons, he's 19 and 33. Um. Not gonna lie, he's pretty much universally known in the league as probably the worst player, um, and I, I always tell him that, and he gets upset. But uh, he wants to, everyone to know that he's coming different this year, whatever that wow. means. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> yeah. Um, our second second overall pick is gonna be John Sandoval. Uh, he's keeping Saquon Barkley, which is pretty good keeper. Uh, he's been pretty average. He's 26 and 26. He exactly wants to. Average. Yeah, very average. Uh, but his thing is that he did win a ring, and uh, a lot of people say it's a hoax because of his other years. Um, but he, he wanted the league to know that he's done being humble, which he is by far the most disrespectful guy in the league. So I don't know if he knows what that means exactly. Um, do you want to share your story with John? <laughs> I don't have anything. I just, it's an anonymous story that I've heard. <laughs> Do you want to share? Heard that, I've, re- I've heard that he's still recovering from uh, accusations of an anonymous freshman in high school managing his team during his junior year and yeah. picking up Odell Beckham Jr. I've just heard that story. I can't confirm it, but the more I've heard about this league, the more that uh, people are firm believers that that is the truth. Yeah, um, I've seen John talking to this anonymous source multiple times during that year. So yeah, I think it's pretty pretty accurate. But so yeah, uh, yeah, definitely always. But he's done being humble. So uh, so Connor Casey is the third pick. Um, Connor's been pretty consistent throughout the league. Great manager. Um, he actually released a statement about his keeper situation. Uh, he wanted me to share. Yeah, 
We are still evalu evaluating our team's options in the future at this time. He asked for no further questions. So that's that's all he had to say. Spoken like a true professional. Um, that's Connor like Casey. A, a true pro pro. And his, his name's Team Hibbert as well. He is a big Roy Hibbert fan. Sixers. Go Sixers. Yeah, right? Um, so uh, for the fourth pick, our, uh, his name is Ryan Cavanaugh. So there was um, some drama last year. We had a departure in the group for I unknown reasons. Yeah. Um, we don't need to name names, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, Rye's been a great addition to the league. He went six and seven in his first year, and he's keeping Mike Thomas. And he wanted the league to know that it's Jalen Reger or bust for him. So I'm not sure why he announced. What does that mean? He, that he said, I don't like, he's getting Jalen Reger. I get, he might have to pick him early because he just announced it, but wow. <laughs> he wanted, he wanted that me to share all that. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so Ryan's been a good addition. He he's an instigator a little bit. Um, so yeah, and then uh, <laughs> our fifth guy uh, with the fifth overall pick is Paul Campoli. Uh, Paul's been a good guy for the league. He uh, he's one of the guys that's more laid back, uh, known to just joke around. He's not too serious about it, which I feel like that there's guys like that in every league. Um, he, for example, he wanted the league to know that he like that he was just here so he doesn't get fined. So that's what he, he told me to say. Um, and if anyone has seen the league, his inspiration is Taco. <laughs> Have you seen Paul's the league? Great, Paul's a great guy. I, I'm pulling for him this year. I, th I think he's my, my pick to win it all coming in a pick five. Really? What makes you think that? Just I just have a hunch. I think I think this is his, his year that he breaks through. Yeah, so Paul had a, Paul was better last year. He struggled in the first three years, but he was good last year. Um, so, Nick, so the next pick is Nick DeLucas. He's another guy uh, who's super laid back. He's gone twenty four and twenty eight. Um, he's had one really bad season. Um, he plans on keeping Tyree Kill. Um, Nick's like yeah, like I said, he's more laid back. And when I asked him if he had anything to say to the league, he said, "Got nothing. Sorry, bro." So. Not much, from, not much. A man of few words. <laughs> a guy like that who keeps to himself can never be trusted on the waiver wire. Yeah. Like, Nick knows his stuff. He's a college football player. He follows the NFL, but he's often, he's very quiet. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the seventh pick is going to be Christian Layton. Um, his nickname is Football God. Uh, everyone calls him that. Um, he wanted everyone to know that he didn't give himself the nickname. Uh, but he was a dominant high school football player, um, and he wants to be a coach one day, so he really knows his stuff. However, he's only been 29 and 23 in the last four years. But uh, you might like this. Uh, he wanted the league to know that he's guaranteeing a championship if COVID allows it. Wow. So I was going to ask you, what do you think about the word guarantee? Do you like when managers, uh, coaches, players use that word? I think he needs um, to put – his money where his mouth is and yeah if he doesn't if he doesn't win the championship this year there needs to be repercussions yeah i agree i, I definitely agree with that um so the eighth pick is going to be dennis kelly uh he's gone 26 and 26 in the last few years he's often like the guy that's hovering around the playoffs every year usually has to make a late push 
Um, but Dennis is famous for his loyalty to his keeper, who is DeAndre Hopkins, who he will keep again. He's gone on the record to say that if keepers are taken away from the league, he would leave the league out of respect to DeAndre. Um, yeah, he he's the guy that'll he'll make memes, making fun of other players. He's a great a great guy in the league. Um, he's famous for he he calls it he sends players to the kids' table. That's his famous saying. Um, that's T City, by the way. That's a, that's another nickname he has. Um, so you might this guy Chris Veneri. You know Chris, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Chris is also known for being a very poor player um but in my opinion he makes the league i don't believe that a stella stella league exists without chris veneri um he's he's often ridiculed and uh teased for being taken advantage of with trades um and he's often bullied um but he wanted to let the league know that there is a clean slate for everyone he wanted to wish everyone good luck and he wants everyone to have fun (laughs) So that says a lot about Chris. He's just a good guy. Um, he also hopes to come up with a new identity, and he's going. Wow. 50. Yeah, he's going up. So I don't know what that means, but he might be looking at a run-heavy approach this year. Yeah, <laughs> build the build the outline. Um, yeah. uh, he's gone fifteen and thirty-seven during the league. He's really struggled. The funny thing about Chris is he, he drafted really well last year, and like you know how they do like the projections or whatever. Yeah. So he, his his was like his was one. He was <laughs> it might have been thir- like fourteen an hour something like that or like thirteen really? and one. And he traded his whole team away like a week two. <laughs> <laughs> and that and then he ended up almost finishing last. All right. So the tenth guy. This is gonna sound mean, but like Joe Fisher, I just he I feel like he's the guy that we wish we could kick out, but we can't. Because yeah. we need a guy, but it's nothing against him. It's he's he's a hatter. He went to our rival high school, um, but yeah, uh, he's a good guy. He often gets made fun of for being a hatter. Uh, so nothing personal against him, but uh, he's gone twenty and nineteen in the last three years, and he plans to keep Derrick Henry, which I thought was a little interesting. I don't know how you felt about that. He's a free. So I mean. He's a first-round pick, definitely, in, mo- in all redraft leagues. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like he's kind of – he's either really good or really – I don't know. He, he finished great last year, obviously. He's a beast, yeah. but kind of inconsistent, I guess. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, so, Kevin O'Donnell is going to have our 11th pick. Um, he's also gone 26-26, pretty much the definition of average. Um, he doesn't have a keeper as well. He wanted the league to know that it's all business to share. So, yeah, it's kind of boring. And he's kind of a boring player. I'm not going to lie. Um, with the 12th pick, I have myself. We don't have to talk about that right now. We can talk about that after. Uh, the 13th is um, Matt Bruner. Um, so he, he he's another guy that the Stalic League doesn't exist if it wasn't for him. Um He's our commissioner, and he created the league, and he stuck with it, and he takes a beating from all the guys over stupid things. Like, uh, for example, John Sandoval has forgotten his password <laughs> six years in a row, <laughs> and he has to make a new account for him every year. Um, just little stuff like that. And he often mentions that he spent 
some money on a trophy and he wanted he wants he wanted everyone to know that he really cares about the league <laughs> and he, but Matt's been pretty consistent he I always say that he's the third place guy because he's always finishing th- third place so he hasn't gotten quite over the hump but uh he's gone 33 and 19 in his last three years and everyone teases him because he can't win his own league people uh, forget he spent 29 dollars on that trophy yeah right that's that's huge yeah yeah that's I mean I would I probably wouldn't have done it a lot of people probably wouldn't have done it. Big time investment. Do you pass the trophy around to the winning team? Yeah, we do. Each season, and then you return it at the draft? Yes. Or at the end of the season? Not to brag, I won in 2016, and I kept it on my mantle in my living room. Wow. My parents were a little annoyed about that, but it looked great up there, so I kept it there. <laughs> um, so, with the, that was that Matt was the 13th pick, so the 14th pick is going to be uh, Tyler Smith. Um, he's a guy that flies under the radar. He doesn't get into the drama. Just a nice kid, um, but he really knows his football. He's always a tough out. Um, I don't like when I have to play him. He usually has a solid team, and uh, he's gone 27 and 25 in the last four years. But I think he's uh, caught the injury bug a couple, couple years. Um, but and he plans on keeping Ezekiel Elliott. Smart. Yeah, I agree. Um, so Tyler Johnson's going to be the 15th pick. Uh, Tyler is the defending champion. Um, he's gone 33 and 19 in the past four years. Um, some people they call him Howie Roseman, mainly because he's earned it. He's often making good deals with people. He he gets teased. He doesn't get teased, but he gets told that he takes advantage of his closest friends in the group and often takes advantage of them. But uh, he's he's a well-respected member, and he's also a well-envied member of the group. People really usually love his team and usually like what he's doing. And uh, he has every fantasy player's dream pick, and that's Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah, so that's Tyler. Um, and then last not, last not, but not least, uh, we have Joe Bates. Um, he's going to be the last pick. Uh, he's gone 22 and 30 in the last four years. He struggled mightily last year, which was unlike Joe. He usually knows his stuff. Usually a great drafter. Um, and he's thinking about keeping Nick Chubb, but he I said he's not like that. Keep. No, he's, he's, he's not sure yet. He's, he said he might, but he has trouble Green trusting in the fold this year. I, yeah, that's what he said, and he said uh, he has trouble just trusting the Browns. Wake up, Joseph. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. He's a good player. I have a question about the league. Sure. Is there a is there a punishment for last place, or is that something that we can come up with? Um, we have we have done punishments. Um, I've been asked by representatives of the league to keep those quiet. Makes sense. Sorry about that. Respect those decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to talk about it, but some people don't want to talk about it. It's no big deal. Behind closed doors. All right. Well, that will do it for our introduction to the Stella League, something that we will definitely be keeping tabs on throughout the upcoming season. Uh, we might even do a little, little draft preview on it, depending on when draft day is. But we're going to hit up some uh, fantasy sleepers we went kind of long with that so we're going to try and make the uh the sleeper portion a little quicker but i will 
start us off with uh, we each did Brennan and I two quarterbacks, two running backs, two receivers, t- two tight ends, and I threw in an honorable mention as well. So I'll start off with the quarterback. Uh, all these rankings are based off of uh, the ESPN fantasy rankings. So the first quarterback I picked for my sleeper was Drew Locke of the Broncos. Uh, he was ranked 20th according to ESPN. Uh, he just really impressed me at the end of last year where he came in for Joe Flacco, uh, took over as a starter, went 4-1, and one, threw for seven touchdowns. Uh, he threw at least 25 passes in his five starts. So, I mean, that's a decent amount of volume. Um, I think he went over 35 and three of the five starts. So they added Pat Shermer, who, I mean, he hasn't had uh, success as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator, he's been one of the best in the league in his time in the NFL. Uh, so that's a big addition. They have Cortland Sutton, who's an emerging wide receiver one. Added Jerry Judy, who I thought was the best receiver in the draft. And added a deep speed threat and a guy who can also affect the screen game in KJ Hamler. And they have Noah Fant, who had a pretty solid uh, rookie year at tight end. And he's a guy who I think is just going to get better. You see tight ends really take that second-year leap. So I think he's a guy that could do that. And a very solid running back duo with Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. Uh, as, I mean... It's kind of a cliche, but we always see quarterbacks succeed when they can uh, establish the run first and set up the play action. And guys like Sutton and Judy, Hamler, Fant, Wall benefit from having Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay in the backfield uh, establishing the run. And those are two guys who can catch the ball as well. So that Broncos offense is loaded with playmakers. I think they're a real sleeper team this year, but I think Locke's in for a big year. And his second year is where you see quarterbacks uh, really take that big leap from year one to year two. And I think he could be a, a guy that we're looking at the end of the season. And he's like a must start uh, almost up in that upper tier of young quarterbacks now. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, he really came on at the end of last year. Uh, we'll see what he does as the full on starter. Mm-hmm. Um, so my quarterback, uh, I trouble with the quarterbacks. It's kind of hard with sleepers because there's, there's just one starter. So you can't really like look deep into the depth yeah. chart. But, uh, so I have, uh, Sam Darnold, uh, which I know people are going to think that's questionable. Uh, he's ranked as a 27th QB according to ESPN, which it's fair now. Um, but I, I also feel like he hasn't always gotten, the fair share because of the, mon- the mono he had last year and yeah. their O-line has just always been so rough. They just don't mm-hmm. never really have a great roster. But I think in like an, uh, one more year with uh, Le'Veon and a better O-line um, and they acquired Denzel Mims in the second round, I believe, mm-hmm. um, who seems all right. And if you, if you don't remember, like the, Game he came back before he got the mono or whatever or maybe the game after I don't know which one but he like really played well against the Patriots I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they beat the Patriots actually. Um, but yeah, that's my first quarterback. All right. Um, my Another guy I just wanted to touch on real quick that I was for sure going to throw on here was Kyler Murray. But ESPN actually had him ranked as like the third best fantasy quarterback coming into the year. So I, mean, I don't really think that's I don't think that's right. That. But yeah, I thought he was going to 
have a good year. But I thought he'd be around ranked around like tenth or something. That's what the I was. Third thinking. was just too high. Yeah. But uh, another quarterback, I think that could. I'm not gonna say blow up, but be a very solid like quarterback two on your fantasy roster is Teddy Bridgewater. They have him ranked uh, as 25th ranked quarterback according to ESPN. Uh, he's the he's gonna be the Panthers' new starting quarterback after Cam Newton left. Uh, went five and zero as a starter last year, uh, threw nine touchdowns to two interceptions, so that's very good ratio. He's gonna be the full time starter now, like I was saying, and he's gonna be operating a very underrated offense in my opinion. He's a very accurate quarterback, and he's got, as we were talking about earlier, Christian McCaffrey, probably the best offensive weapon in the NFL right now, who's going to affect the game in the rushing game, but he can also go out wide and catch passes and catch screens. Just getting a playmaker like that for Bridgewater is definitely going to help. DJ Moore, who had a very good year last year, he had over 1,000 yards. He had, I think, seven touchdowns and about 80 catches. So another great uh, up-and-coming player. They went out and picked up Robbie Anderson, who's one of the top deep threats in the NFL. Curtis Samuel is a very versatile player when it comes to rushing the ball, uh, catching the ball. He's another guy who can do it all. So I think he's a perfect quarterback, too, and has potential to finish as like a top 15 fantasy quarterback this year. Yeah, I agree. Can I, can I say something about McCaffrey for a second? Yeah. I thought it was – I saw this thing that, like, he has – by the time he got in the league – like in his first certain amount of, or two or three years, yeah. he is like the second most catches ever for the first, which is just I crazy. Was, I think it was most actually. It was most, yeah. It, yeah, doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. Crazy stats. Um, and that NFC South is going to be an unreal division. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of offense. Yeah. Um, but my second quarterback is Ryan Tannehill from the Titans. Um, so this guy, I don't. I feel like he's going to be a guy that can blow up, really. But I feel like if you need a backup or someone to fill in if through an injury, I think he'd be a great guy, just because he's so consistent. Doesn't make much, doesn't really have too many bad games. Um, and I think this year with Derrick Henry, I think they're really going to be defenses are really going to be like stacking the box and making sure uh, he doesn't go off. Uh, so I think that that might open some things up for the passing game. And I think he's just a good fallback option if there's an injury or um, you need someone who, for a couple games if the QB is struggling or something like that. So I have Tannehill. He's he's projected 18th uh, according to ESPN. So yeah, he really QBs. took off. He really took off last year when he became the starter. It'll be yeah interesting to see if he can kind of carry that over. He's like the That's typical a- like game manager. As yeah. people say, like Alex Smith, but I just feel like he's a little bit more con- better than that, and a little more more consistent than that. Yeah, if like your quarterback's hurt for a week, or yeah, if he's on a buy or something, you need to throw him in. I he's just wanted to just a game manager. Before we move on to running backs, I wanted to hop hop back to Darnold. The game against the Patriots, they did not win. They went, they lost thirty three to nothing. No, he, he threw eighty six yards and four picks. No, that you're thinking of a different game. That, that was the game where he was seeing ghosts. No, yeah, yeah, I know. I was going to say that. It's not oh, wait, that game. Talking, uh, the it was earlier game. in the year. Oh, wait, the was Dallas it the Dallas game? the Dallas game? I'm sorry. 338 and two yeah. touchdowns on that game. Yeah. All right, they, that makes more sense. My bad. I was thinking yeah. the Patriots. But do you know what I was talking about, like, earlier in the earlier in the year? Um, yeah. When he, well, he had, came back. He had, 
he had game one where they were up 16 nothing against the Bills, and they blew that. Yeah. And then he got mono, and he returned yeah. in week five, and that was the game against Dallas. That's what I was thinking back. of. Should have uh, yeah. fact-checked that. My bad. No, you're good. <laughs> that okay. was funny, that seeing ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Like, right when you said the Patriots, I was, like, seeing ghosts. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure they didn't play them, like, later in the year. Okay, well, that's but. not as impressive, but Dallas yeah. had a great defense that year, so. Yeah, and Dallas was – I think Dallas was undefeated at the time, too. So. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to running backs now. I'm um, bad about that. Good. I got Alexander Madison uh, from the Vikings. He's the currently ranked 50th, according to ESPN, for the running backs. But uh, he's a guy who could definitely skyrocket once training camp opens and whatnot. Uh, Dalvin Cook, the star running back there, is projected to hold out. He said without a new contract, he won't play. So, I mean, we've seen this before with guys. They'll eventually come in like Melvin Gordon and Zeke did, but Cook's going to be determined to get a new contract. But even if he is playing, he's an injury, he's a very injury prone running back. And so that's where Madison, I think, will have great value. Other than, I think it was other than the Ravens last year, the Vikings ran the ball more than any team in the league. And that might surprise you with Cousins and, um, and when they had Diggs last year and they had Thielen and Rudolph, but. They really committed to being a run-heavy team last year, and that uh, I think Gary Kubiak's offensive coordinator up there now, so he's always been a run-heavy coach. But when Madison, uh, when Cook went down, Madison played well. He's just a he's a hard runner, a versatile back who's going to get a big volume of touches if he Cook's holding out or if he's hurt. Or even if you uh, need a guy like in the flex, I think he's going to be a guy who can get you eight to ten carries potentially a game and if they try to, like, uh, prolong Cook's career. And they're going to be a team who's pretty good, so they're going to be trying to keep guys fresh throughout the year and not beating them into the ground. So by the time playoff comes around, they're not there. So I think Madison could be a very solid pickup, especially at his 50th-ranked spot as of right now. Yeah, I I like that pick as well. Um, So my first running back is he's – I guess he's a little bit better than a sleeper. A lot of people would be a little bit better than a sleeper. Uh, but it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from the from the Chiefs. Uh, he's the rookie out of LSU. Um, I just feel like any Chiefs players are always going to get enough touches just by the way they their offense works. It's just so they spread the ball around. Everyone kind of gets going. And um, historically in the Chiefs offense with uh, Mahomes, it's usually running backs catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. Um, like Kareem Hunt, uh, Damian Williams – uh, those guys. Um, I think Travis Kelsey opens a lot uh, for their offense, and I think he's going to be able to get going. So three down guy, um, catch passes and run the ball in LSU's offense. Uh, so yeah, I think that's going to be a good pick. Um, that's yes, especially in like PPR leagues. I think he will be. Yeah, he'll be a guy who goes higher just because he's gonna get a. I mean, Damian Williams is still a solid guy. He's gonna get touches, but yeah, I mean, they invested a first round pick in Edwards Hilaire. He's definitely yeah. gonna be be the guy out there. I think. Um, I based my pick uh, sleeper picks pretty much off of PPR as well, just because I feel like most yeah. leagues have it. Yeah, most uh, basically most are that by now. Yeah. I'm gonna continue uh, with my running back. I picked another rookie. Uh, to go along with yours, I got Cam Akers from the Rams. Uh, right now, he's the 29th ranked running back according to ESPN. Todd Gurley's gone from uh, LA, so he's in he's in Atlanta now. So 
that starting running back spot is wide open. So they're going to be Sean McVay is going to be looking for a new guy to take control of that backfield. And I think Sean McVay can really elevate this guy's play. Uh, he's a very talented player, but I think he just suffered from like bad coaching with Willie Tiger at Florida State. That's a guy who's kind of coached in a lot of places and he's never really had much success. So I think Akers kind of suffered from that. I uh, just remember looking him up, like uh, videos of him before the draft and looking at his numbers and stuff. Like when he got enough touches, he was very productive and he was very uh, impressive on film and whatnot. I remember looking at like his stats. He had an 89-yard rush in college last year. So he's a guy who has long-term speed and explosion. He just needs to be uh, have better offensive system around him, I think. And we've seen the Rams have had a lot of success on offense over the years. So look for Cam Akers to fill in Todd Gurley's role. I mean, he's not going to be as good as him right away, I think. But he's a guy who could definitely blow up and become a top 15 to top 10 running back if all goes well out in L.A. this year. Uh, my second guy is going to be my second running back is going to be Tevin Coleman from the Niners. Um, he's the 45th ranked running back according to ESPN. Um, but they, the 49ers, love running the ball. Um, they they got rid of uh, Brita, who's got a lot of their touches, and I know Raheem Mostert is up and coming as well. But I think they like to uh, use as many running backs as they can. Um, he can catch passes. He can do it all. Usually, I think it'll be their third down guy for the most part. Um, and yeah, in the playoffs, they just—I think the one game they what Garoppolo threw like nine times or something like that. Like, yeah, the NFC title game. Yeah, against uh, Green Bay. But I think they'll run the ball a lot. And um, when they don't run the ball, I think that Garoppolo likes to check down, and just keep the chains moving. So mm-hmm. that's who uh, I have as my second running back. Yeah, the top two backs in San Francisco are going to be must-own players just because they yeah. really rely on the running game, and yeah. it's very effective for them. So yeah, for we'll move on to the wide receivers now. I have Alan Lazard from uh, from Green Bay. He's the 65th ranked wide receiver according to ESPN. So it's kind of a a real dark horse uh, type of guy, but they definitely need another wide receiver to step up. They went out and picked up Devin Funches, who's struggled for a few years now. Uh, they had Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, or whatever that dude's name is, yeah. who's never really done much. But Lazard was kind of a guy outside of Devontae Adams who stepped up in the passing game last year. His numbers aren't that great, but when you look, I was looking through his targets, he was behind Adams where he would get like five, six targets a game. So was Lazard has earned the trust of Rodgers. Uh, I think he's a young and upcoming receiver. We've kind of seen guys who – Aren't big name players uh, succeed in that in the with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers over the years? Uh, like Jordy Nelson came out of nowhere. Randall Cobb was another guy who wasn't a big name player who came out of nowhere. So Devontae Adams wasn't even a big name guy. I mean, he's definitely a better talent. More, he's an elite player. But Green Bay has had these guys over the years who have just kind of slipped through the cracks and have yeah. became consistent, uh, good NFL players. Another one is like James Jones, even too. But, I mean, I think he's a young and upcoming receiver, like I was saying. Uh, his numbers aren't that impressive, but, I mean, just, like, watching him, like, the eye, he's an eye test guy, I think. And that's why I regard him as one of uh, my top sleepers on this list because I just think he can be a productive receiver for Green Bay. That means he's going to be a productive, at least, backup 
to like a wide receiver three or four on a fantasy roster this upcoming year. I, I feel like the Green Bay is always looking for the second guy since yeah. Jordy left or whatever a while uh-huh. ago. But it's, it's just Adams and then a bunch of people that really yeah. don't produce. They need someone um, to step up. Yeah. Um, so my, so I know we're doing sleepers, and this guy wouldn't be really known as a sleeper, but I just wanted to talk about it because I feel like every year he's just constantly undervalued. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cooper Cup is the 16th-ranked receiver for PPR and ESPN, um, but he finished fourth last year in points okay. for receivers. So like, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. and he's just constantly – the Rams spread the ball around like crazy – uh, he's always – lots of catches each game. Um, Tyler well, – the guys in the, uh, the league, Tyler Johnson had him, and he, he was such a steal for him. Like, just having that him as, like, a second or third receiver was just so huge for him. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a guy who probably should be ranked higher each year and never is um, – He's like yeah. a. It's weird. Like he's like a big play guy too. Like he. Yeah, he's not just you a, like fifty, sixty yard touchdown catch. Yeah, he's, he's not great speed. He's not just a slot receiver that's gonna make catch eight yard passes. Like he does yeah. it all. Uh, he definitely is an impressive guy, and this will be, I think his. I mean, definitely at least his third, but I'm pretty sure his fourth year now working with Jared Goff too. So yeah, they've got it, and Brandon Cooks is gone, so that's just more targets too. Yeah. But, I agree. Um, so my other receiver I have, I think this guy is going to be a stud this year. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he's not a Pro Bowl player. Uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown of the Ravens. He's a 34th-ranked receiver according to ESPN, but he's just got great speed. He was, he was the top speed receiver in his draft class two years ago. Uh, he's fully healthy. He admitted he was battling injuries all year. And for a speed guy, he was dealing with foot problems all year. So you can imagine how that affected his game, especially – at receiver when you're planning off it every time every time you step on the field you need that your foot to be fully healed so he's good now and uh i've heard a lot of things about his offseason that he's gonna uh, be in for a big year and all the teams i mean they're gonna key on the running attack with lamar with uh mark ingram they picked up jk dobbins so that's just gonna open up more things over the top for brown and i think not just deep balls but he's gonna be able to take those slants and take those screens and make them into 20 plus yard gains, stuff like that. Yeah. So the, the Ravens, the Ravens just need a wide receiver one to step up for Lamar. If you really think they have, they had uh, Willie Sneed was like their main guy on the outside this year. So, and I also think with his speed and his versatility that they can mix him into the run offense as well. So you get him uh, one rush a game where he can pick up 10 to 20 yards. That's, that's more uh, versatility, more points for your for your team. Yeah, or even break one free. Every yeah. Once in a while. But uh, I feel like Lamar every year is just going to get better with his arm. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. he's an unbelievable athlete and is the fastest, yeah. one of the fastest guys in the league, but he's going to keep improving with his arm because um, yeah, he has okay. to. Yeah, with, uh, more teams stay healthy. keep keying on the run yeah. and stuff. They need the – that's kind of what the uh, – how the Titans were able to beat them in the playoffs last year. They yeah. really keyed in on the run. I mean, if you look at Lamar's stats in the game, they don't appear that bad, but they were down playing catch-up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember some garbage time. Yeah. Points, so, I remember that, yeah. So they really need to, if they want to, I mean, I think 
I would pick them as the AFC favorite this year, even over the Chiefs, I think. But that's all dependent on me believing in Hollywood Brown that much and becoming like a wide receiver one for the Ravens. Cool. Um, so my second wide receiver is uh, Deontay Johnson from Pitt. Um, I think that they're going to be a little bit undervalued, all the Pittsburgh receivers, because of how poor they produced last year. Um, mm-hmm. But with Big Ben coming back, you know he likes to air it out. Um, I think that he's going to be a guy that can compliment Juju. Uh, James Washington has been that kind of guy, but he's been disappointing when Ben is healthy. Um, so, yeah, I think Juju has a little bit of a better year this year. Uh, I don't think the Steelers are going to be as good as they used to be, obviously, because Big Ben's getting older. But I think Deontay Johnson's a guy that when uh, Juju's getting double teamed or just getting the best corner each week, that he's a guy that can break some free, uh, maybe be a little deep threat, but also have a couple uh, couple catches. So uh, yeah. I, think he, I think he's a guy that you definitely would draft late. Um, but a guy that where you would draft him would probably produce pretty well. And in a 16-person league, those guys are important just for our league. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see because over the years with Big Ben, they've always had two good receivers, whether it was Wallace and Sanders, and then it was Antonio and Juju, if Juju and maybe Johnson can step step up now and be form another uh, big-time duo for them. So... We'll move on to the uh, last position group, the tight ends. Uh, I have TJ Hawkinson from the Lions as my top guy for the sleepers at tight ends. He's ranked 16th right now, according to the tight ends. Uh, last week, or last year in week one, who really is where he showcased his abilities. He had six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. So that was a big like week one coming out party, but kind of fell off after that for the season. But, I mean, those numbers in a, your opening game, that just really shows what kind of player you can be. If you just watch him, and I mean, if I'm sure you've seen him throughout uh, watching the NFL last year. He's just a big body, strong guy, very explosive. I'm not saying he's as good as Gronk, but like body size and like his explosiveness for being that big, and that's that's just a comparable to him. So I think he's got flashes of an elite type player in him, and that I saw last year. And he's a big red zone target, so. I love his value as a 16th best tight end. If I mean, for your guys' league, if you play just one, t- I mean, I sh- I'm sure you only play one tight end, but if he's the worst starting tight end in the league, I would definitely take that on a very good value. Yeah. And for, I mean, I most of my leagues are either 10 or 12 teams. If I'd probably be confident in having him as my starter at the beginning of the year, if not a uh, very top-end backup. So I think, he's, I think he's definitely in for a big year, and he's flying under the radar. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so my first tight end is going to be Tyler Higby from uh, the Rams. Um, I was surprised when I looked up his stats that he finished eighth in the league in PPR last year. That really yeah, shocked me. Um, uh, but yeah, I really like Rams, the Rams in fantasy, like because uh, I just think that they spread the ball around, they pass the ball a lot, and without Gurley being as dominant as he used to be, I think they're going to continue to pass the ball um, a lot. So. Uh, I like him. Um, I think he's a good fallback if you need someone for a week or two if they're like injury or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I trouble with tight ends too because there's not with sleepers. It's but yeah. that's who I looked at. So 
him being eighth was when when you said that I was definitely surprised by that. Yeah, he's not a he's not really a big name guy, but it seems like basically if you're a starter in that Rams offense, you're gonna provide yeah. some pretty good value fantasy. That's what, yeah, that's what I was that's yeah. what I was thinking. Um, my other tight end, I had Hayden Hurst, uh, new pickup of the Falcons. He came over in a trade from the Ravens this offseason. The 17th ranked tight end, according to ESPN. I was listening to part of my take about a week or two ago, and Matt Ryan was uh, interviewed there, and he was raving about him. He seemed to be really excited to pick him up. And as we've seen in Matt Ryan's history of playing quarterback for the Falcons with Tony Gonzalez and Austin Hooper, he's he loves to target them. I mean, those guys had big, big years there. I mean, we saw Hooper became a two-time pro bowler. I mean, obviously, Gonzalez is a Hall of Fame uh, tight end, one of the best to ever play, but Matt Ryan still contributed to a lot of his production, and Hooper is a two-time pro bowler and became the highest-paid tight end, I think, this year in uh, the offseason when he signed with the Browns. So Hurst could be that next guy in line of potentially becoming a breakout player for the Falcons, and he's a former first-round pick, so he's a, he's a talented guy. He just never really found a role in – uh, Baltimore, so uh, I'm looking for him to break out, or break out. And for my honorable mention guy I threw in there was another tight end, Blake Jarwin of the Cowboys. Uh, they have him ranked t- the 20th tight end overall, according to ESPN for Fantasy. But the Cowboys gave him a pretty solid contract extension this year in the offseason. That was like, uh, I think it was four years and a little bit over $20 million. So there's a lot of big names on the outside with CeeDee Lamb uh, pick, getting picked up, Michael Gallup, and re-signing Amari Cooper, and then you got Zika running back. So the defenses are going to be given all the attention to those big-name guys, and not a lot of eyes are going to be on him. And with Jason Witten gone and the void at tight end that has been created, I'm looking for him to step up, and I think he could be a very solid backup tight end for any team. Uh, he could be a – but I think he's going to be a touchdown-dependent guy. He's going to be a guy who benefits off play action in the red zone, especially when – Teams are stacking, stacking the line, looking for Zeke to get that goal line carry, and you kind of see Jarwin float out and get one of those uh, lobs for like an easy touchdown. But I'm looking at him as a guy who has has potential to become a eight to ten touchdown guy and around forty to fifty grabs maybe. So that that'd be a very solid backup tight end and work his way maybe into a starter by the end of the year. Cool. So they got all your all your players. Yep. Cool. Um, so my last tight end is going to be Jack Doyle from uh, Indy. Um, I just feel like this guy you can get late. It'll just he'll help you produce um, with ca- a couple catches in a PPR league. Um, like you said with Matt Ryan and Sonny Gonzalez, you saw the success that Philip Rivers had with Antonio Gates. So I feel like he'll be more likely to use the tight end. And Hunter Henry also was very solid there. Uh, yeah. Um, and but he's he's had some injury issues too. I always. I've had him in my in my leagues as a backup tight end, and he, he gets injured, so that's something to worry about. But I feel like he'll be a solid pick um, just in a yeah. PPR league. And they lost they lost Ebron, too, so he'll be back to being, like, the main guy out there. Yeah, uh, I think they also they – get, they got Trey Burton, too, I think, right? Yeah, they did pick up Burton. Yeah, so that's another thing to worry about. But I think he'll – Burton has kind of struggled since he's been with yeah. the Bears, but – yeah, he didn't really do much with the Bears. I expect yeah. Doyle to be the to be the starter at tight end. Yeah. There. 
But that'll that'll just about do it for us. You got anything else you want to add before we before I wrap it up? Um, thanks for having me. Um, thanks for becoming uh, partners with the Stella Fantasy League. Yeah. Uh, should be a fun year. I'm hoping maybe like guys from the league can get on during the year and talk uh, yeah. about the league. If you do like a fantasy episode every week yeah, or something like that, cool. so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It'll be something that we can get get creative with and hopefully have some fun with going forward. And maybe of- I, was, I was thinking maybe even get like uh, T-shirts made up for the league or something like that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Something, something cool going forward. But yeah. hopefully we can we can have some fun with it and we pray and then we do wind up getting some football this upcoming fall. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm worried. But yeah. But all right, everyone, uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Following Beef Up Front, uh, tell your friends, tell your family, listen to the podcast, follow the follow the website, please. We're trying to grow this more. I mean, I'm very thankful for all the love and support I've gotten from everyone so far. But Beef Up Front, we're on Apple, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, all that good stuff. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, everyone. See you, Rock.